Football is a way of life. This is football, chump. All you gotta do when a man gets the ball is tackle him. Get it? The man with the ball, bring him down. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You block about as good as a jelly donut. You know that? People can learn a great deal from a skillfully played football game. What civilized person would play a game with the skin of an innocent pig? Let's talk about playing football. Here's Danger Dean with the BNW in the PNW. Right, welcome to another week. My name is Danger Dean, and this is the BNW Podcast. A new week, a new month, officially in the uh, month of March. Lots to uh, look forward to. We'll get into all that here in just a little bit. Of course, if you'd like to reach out to the show, plenty of ways um, that you can do that uh, as well. So if you'd like to reach out, social media, that's one way you can do so. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you've got any of those platforms, you're going to find the BNW Podcast. Just look for, well at the BNW podcast or search for Broncos Northwest podcast in the search bar and you'll find me that way as well. Uh, Broncos Northwest podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to shoot me an email, that's always a handy little way to get a hold of me or you can give me a call. That's right. My phone number, I'm going to give it to you and then all you got to do is give me a call. Use it. That simple. Call or text 731-4-DANGER. Leave a message and uh, I'll feature you on the show simple as that. Um, If you have been listening the last few weeks, you may have noticed a little different sound as we entered the episode. And I have to shout out my man, Bobby Jackson for the brand new theme music, the intro music that you hear um, there at the beginning. And then later on, you'll hear it there at the end as well. Bobby is a, a good friend of mine, fellow wrestler. Actually, if you don't know much about me, I'm a professional wrestler. Um, him and I actually teamed up a few years ago. We were on WWE television together. That's right. You can find me on like Hulu and, and the WWE network. And we, we actually just wrestled each other for the first time a couple weeks ago. And that's where he gave me the music. And uh, I'm happy to use it here on the show and, and happy he let me use that. Uh, if you, if you want to see the insanity that I get myself involved in outside of this show, you're going to follow my social media just look for Danger Dean pretty much everywhere and, and you'll find me. I, I mentioned it. We are in a new month and a lot to be excited about because we are officially in free agency season. Now, not officially, officially, because it hasn't started yet. But, I mean, it starts later this month, March 17th. It starts and then the excitement begins. And there's a lot. There's a lot going into free agency, not just for the Denver Broncos, but for the league itself. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. There's only something like 10 or 12 quarterbacks that are returning to their team next season. The rest are looking for that next big star, the next leader of their team. So the Denver Broncos are not alone in that search. And don't forget, the Broncos have won, in in many ways, big-time wins in free agency. Of course, we think back to Champ Bailey. You know, what a trade that was. At the time, I think people were a little beside themselves with the trade, but we ended up loving it, did we not? We love our champ. And then, of course, we can't talk about free agency wins in Denver, Colorado, and the Denver Broncos without talking about Peyton Manning. 
That's right. That that was probably one of the biggest free agency acquisitions in the history of the NFL up to that point. Maybe um, Tom Brady is bigger. I don't think so, though. Peyton Manning was was bigger. He's my quarterback. And I'll, I'll never forget that signing either. I happened to be at work when that went down. And I, and I was watching closely, too. I, I was tuned in. I was probably more tuned into that than I've been for anything in my life, aside from the birth of my children. I was locked in. I was ready. Um, and I think a lot of us, too, were a little concerned that Peyton was going to go with the Titans. You know, he's got the, the history, maybe a little closer to home. And then he shocked the world. And he signed with the Denver Broncos. And, and I'll never forget it. I was at work talking to my boss when the news broke. And, and I couldn't contain myself. I tore off my shirt. And I started spinning around my head. Twisting it like a helicopter. Like Petey Pablo. Broncos news. We got lots of it. Call now. 731-4-DANGER. I know this is a Broncos-themed podcast, and for some reason, since its inception, we just cannot stop talking about the Houston Texans. I know, I understand, but there's a lot connected between the two teams, apparently, through the rumor mill, um, so to speak. As we've seen within the last few days, not Broncos-related, uh, but we do have to talk about the situation with J.J. Watt. Uh, of course, now we all know he's a part of the Arizona Cardinals, now under the tutelage of Vance Joseph, former Denver Broncos head coach, now the Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator, another small Denver Broncos tie-in there. But J.J. Watt has officially left the Houston Texans, but I don't think he wanted the news to come out in the manner in which it did. <laughs> um, if you didn't hear what happened, this is a great story. There was a, a Peloton account, like the stationary bike. You remember the commercials and the and the hype that that bike got? Uh, you can create an account for that, apparently, and it keeps track of all your progress with, with the Peloton as far as distance and, and calories burned and, and whatnot. I'm guessing. I've never really seen it. But uh, apparently somebody created this Peloton account and used J.J. Watt's name. And... Within the bio, there was the hashtag Super Bowl 56, which is obviously next year's Super Bowl. And then it had the teams Cleveland, Buffalo, and the Green Bay Packers all highlighted. And then it didn't take long before J.J. Watt himself was quick to hit Twitter and tweet out himself, quote, I don't own a bike. Stop. <laughs> so he squashed the rumor uh, before it could get out of control and, and grow into something bigger. And then about a half an hour later, he ended up making his own announcement that he signed with the Cardinals. And he did so with a picture of himself doing squats, wearing a Cardinal shirt with the caption, source me. So he's not <laughs> going to wait for any media to get involved. He's going to go ahead and, and release that news himself. He's over the drama, obviously, with the Texans, and he's also reunited with DeAndre Hopkins, his old teammate um, from Houston. And then if you remember, there, there was a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson following some of his older teammates. Now, those two are together in Arizona, but does Arizona necessarily need a quarterback? I mean, they just landed Kyler Murray. He was the big grab, the big talk of the draft. So maybe not. 
And then you got to start thinking about it. The longer this thing goes on, then maybe it does start looking better for the Broncos if they're still in this thing to land Deshaun Watson in Denver. So lots of moving pieces, lots of things to get excited about. Again, I absolutely love this time of year, free agency. And again, you can expect it March 17th when it hits, it's going to be crazy and uh, can't wait to discuss it further as we learn more. Um, along with the moving pieces, there's a very interesting one. And I, and I say interesting because very close in proximity, um, not really to my heart or anything, but just in my actual vicinity I can like throw a rock and hit Seattle from where I live and that's Russell Wilson talks ramping up about his possible departure from the Seahawks and of course living in the Seattle area I'm starting to get that feeling of like impending doom from Hawks fans like they're starting to accept the fact that next year Russell Wilson will not be a part of the team this isn't a source or anything saying that I'm saying this is just how fans are kind of feeling around here so it makes things a little bit interesting and I, and I love that word obviously if you've listened to the show and, and what isn't interesting about it right talks about a trade to the Raiders that is maybe interesting isn't the word maybe nightmare freakish nightmare that might be the the proper phrase if that if that actually goes down he's my choice for the broncos actually if, if they open this thing up and they're going for quarterbacks and free agency russell wilson is at the top of my list i mean that is if they're looking to move on from drew lock then it's deshaun watson deshaun watson's number two and if they can't get them then it's uh jacoby Brissett, and then it's tyrod taylor these are my choices by the way and I've, I've actually been referred to as khaki shorts earlier um, this week, meaning that I'm, I'm choosing to play it safe rather than taking on the madness that is the carousel. In, in regards to Russell Wilson, there was a source that did come out and say that there was absolutely no chance that Russell Wilson is going to be a Raider. So Denver Broncos fans can let out that sigh of relief. And maybe Las Vegas Raiders fans which is still kind of weird to say, can back off just a little bit. You're not getting Russell Wilson. I really hope I don't uh, eat crow on that one. Uh, how do you feel about Russell Wilson? I feel that would be a far better option than I feel like Deshaun Watson would give. Deshaun Watson's younger, but I feel like you'd obviously give up less picks for, for Wilson to come to Denver and less players. So you'd be able to keep I feel like a core defense, you know, barring we're able to keep Simmons and, you know, maybe keep Green Jackson. But <clears throat> Wilson is by far one of my favorite quarterbacks. As much as I do not like Seattle, and most Denver fans probably do not like Seattle, he gives Seattle a chance every week. <laughs> every week Seattle's in the game, and simply because of Wilson, you know, he can make those deep passes. And we have the talent, I feel, to elevate Russell Wilson. I feel like we have a stable running back. I feel like the offense line is a little bit better than Seattle's. You know, with Garrett Bowles performing, you know, tremendously last year. You know, you got uh, Reisner, a young guy, Cushenberry coming into his uh, his first year, going into his second year. I feel like our offense line would be perfect for Russell Wilson and his ability to run around and create plays, along with having a receiving core, who is, you know, super young, super fast. 
I, I, okay, I get it. Maybe some Broncos fans are still a little upset about Super Bowl 48. How could you not? I had a Seahawks fan in my house with a Seahawks cake. She made a cake out of the Seahawks logo and brought it into my house. I'm pretty sure that's what, um, that's what cost us the game. That's the superstition inside of me. Um, I know I love Russell Wilson too. I'm, I'm all in on you. And if, if you want to call and leave your opinion, you want to text in, you can do that as well. That number is seven, three, one, four danger and leave your name, man. Love to shout you out the next time you give us a call. Always appreciate those, uh, those phone calls. Deshaun Watson, speaking of these, this quarterback carousel, apparently that we, we could be entering Deshaun Watson did actually have some communication with the brand new Texans general manager. So, were things hashed out, potentially smoothed over in this meeting? No, that, that's, that's not at all how it went down. He sat down with the Texans GM and said, I still want to be traded. So, I mean, th- that speaks to the level of maybe how poorly they're being treated down there in, in Houston. And if you've ever been treated poorly at a job by your employer themselves, then maybe you can relate to this. It makes it really tough going to to work. Even if you've got the greatest job in the world, it makes it really hard when you go to work and seemingly everyone and everything is working against you. And unfortunately, I think that's where Deshaun Watson kind of feels like he's coming from. And as, as a younger guy who's looking to build his career, how could you not understand the level of frustration that that he's facing down there. Not a, not a lot of consideration. Of course, when they were looking for the new GM, Deshaun Watson wasn't even a part of that conversation. So he feels a little disrespected. Can he find that level of respect in, in Denver or, or elsewhere? At this point, it seems like there's going to be a lot of love to, to spread with Deshaun Watson. I think his next employer will treat him a little bit better than his last one and more moves being made by the Denver Broncos as far as releases go. And this one, this one's a big one um, for a couple different reasons. One, they made a big trade for him last season or before the season started and he got injured. He wasn't able to play more than what, two or three games. And I'm talking about Jarrell Casey. And that's big in that sense, but it's also big because that frees up $12 million dollars in cap space. So that puts the Broncos right now at about $45 million on the 2021 season to spend. So as far as money, they've got a lot to offer some incoming players in the next few months. Hell, the next few weeks, again, we're talking about free agency. Uh, Where that leaves the Broncos, by the way, that's top five in the league as far as, as room goes. And then I I start thinking about Von Miller and everything that we've been talking about with him and everything that's been going on with him. A lot of conversations about the Broncos not continuing conversation with Von about uh, negotiation conversations and, and what's his status with the team, with this legal trouble that he's seemingly in. And then Jarrell Casey gets released. So do you still think that there's a chance that he walks? Because this makes me question exactly what we talked about last week. Can they afford to lose Von Miller? I mean, Jarrell Casey wasn't a part of the team last year. 
because he was injured. Uh, Von Miller wasn't either. They, they still seem to do a pretty good job. So I don't know. It, it kind of makes me think that there's a big overhaul about to come. Maybe another defensive end from free agency. Von Miller, though, I kind of feel like those, those days are beginning to become numbered. And we're going to get to that with uh, Assignment Broncos Country coming up here in just a few minutes. Of course, that was the question I asked you last week. Um, Tim Patrick was another one. Last week when I talked about what you would be willing to trade, a lot of people threw out Tim Patrick's name. Uh, be willing to let him go in order to get a player like Deshaun Watson. Well, think about this. And, and this is information that was just dropped within the week. Tim Patrick was actually only one of two wide receivers Last season with 70 plus targets and zero drops on the season. One of only two. The other being Larry Fitzgerald. Now, they're a team that's going to be up and coming. Larry Fitzgerald, probably not far away from passing the torch, but then you you put him in that conversation and does he really become as expendable as you think? Or as, as everyone is saying? I don't know. I feel like I have to go back on on my word, where I feel like he he could have been traded now, I'm like, man, maybe maybe you don't. Got to bolster that wide receiver room for whoever it is who will be under center next season, whether that be Drew Locke or whoever they find in uh, free agency or via the trade. Uh, and speaking of Drew Locke, I don't know. There, there apparently is a market for Drew, um, despite what we've been hearing or, or maybe even what we've been hoping what happened? Uh, Benjamin Albright is reporting the teams have actually called about Drew Locke. Not team, but teams. Multiple, as in plural. Possibly trading for the young quarterback. And obviously the Broncos haven't come close to going through with any of these offers. So what does that tell us there about Drew Locke? I, I just go back to that right there. It's, it's little tiny nuggets and bits like that that tell me the team has no plan for moving on now could they bring in a Deshaun Watson and make him the understudy the backup that would be interesting but would Drew Locke's ego and and that be harmful to his progress I don't know a lot of questions but then again lots of teams in the NFL who are looking for a quarterback and maybe Drew Locke looks serviceable to some of these other teams could just be the hype train and, and we can't say that we don't know a little bit about it because don't act like we weren't on social media this time last year talking about how excited we were about Drew Locke coming on and taking us to the playoffs and competing with Kansas City. It didn't quite go down like that. I, I would love to see the team be consistent. Stick with Drew Locke. See what he has through a full offseason with the same coordinators, with the same wide receiver room I mean or as close to it as you possibly can and then you see what what you have going further but then it depends on what these price tags are on players like Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson if they are low enough and again when I say low enough I don't really care about the picks you throw as many picks at them as you'd like because what we've seen through uh, the history with the draft it's not been very good so I think we're, we're better off with a trade. It's when you start throwing in some of the other younger pieces into that mix that I start having problems with it, as I've mentioned before. Okay, so that is my one big drawback. If we can start landing some of those players without Denver having to sacrifice their own players, then I am all for it. What is the likelihood of that? Actually, as, as time goes on, I'm starting to feel like that's more and more likely. 
So yeah, let's keep drawing this thing out a little bit further. Maybe we maybe we all win. Maybe Deshaun Watson lands on the team. Drew Locke is the backup and and we all live in happy merriment. Or it's another offseason with a quarterback controversy and Denver slowly slips into the abyss of becoming the next Cleveland Browns. Doesn't sound very good, does it? He might look homeless, but if he asks you for money, just ignore him. It's Danger Dean and the BNW Podcast. And we have to have the uncomfortable conversation. Last week, I asked you, what do you think of the possible departure of Von Miller from the Denver Broncos? Personally, I mean, I would hate to see it happen. I'm a huge Von Miller fan, and I'm not alone. The jersey that I've worn for almost the last decade has been a Von Miller jersey, so I, I would feel the sting of this. However, if they were to move on from Von Miller, then I, I think I would understand but is it going to happen? With the release of Jarrell Casey, maybe Vaughn is the plan going forward. Maybe he's willing to lower that number. And if that's the case, then I'm okay with keeping the MVP in Denver. Uh, a lower price tag with the combination of Jarrell Casey's release and that cap space, I'm okay with it. But he's got to work with the team or else I have to stick with what I said last week and that it's time to, to move on from Von Miller and start entering into that next chapter. And, and I can't help but say that and then not think of what Broncos country felt about Peyton Manning at the end of his run, more specifically after Super Bowl 50. You kind of got the, the feeling he didn't really want to retire more that he was almost forced to retire. That's just how it, it seemed to me. Um, I'm just hoping that if they do release Von Miller, that doesn't come back to haunt us as, you know, losing a Hall of Fame quarterback did. And it sounds like a lot of you are, are willing to move on from Vaughn as well. Nathan said, second highest paid outside linebacker and doesn't contribute much. He is a face of the franchise, but unless he agrees to contract restructures, he needs to go. Another one, Alex says, amazing player. Thanks to him for the MVP Super Bowl win, but honestly, it's time to move on. Terry, agree with Nathan. Although he is the face of the franchise, it is not 2015 anymore. Love me some Vaughn, but he's coming off an injury, pending investigation, and north of 30. Would love to see a restructure. If not, then he's probably gone, which is uh, much of what I was saying. If he's willing to restructure and willing to do that hometown discount, then absolutely you keep Von Miller. You don't let him go. If he's hell-bent on, on that big price tag, then a bye bye And you have to start wondering what teams could use him. The Browns, the Browns are probably a little brokenhearted over J.J. Watt. That was their main target when Watt announced he was going to be leaving the Houston Texans. Well, with Watt ending up in Arizona, that leaves the Browns still looking for that missing piece to the puzzle. Could Von Miller be that piece? Are they willing to pay? That's the question that... I guess we'll find out here in just a few weeks. Uh, James added to this. He said his off-field history is starting to grow. Restructure or unfortunately let him walk. He's not getting any younger, and there's more hungry mouths ready to go at the position. Uh, Michael said, trade him to Houston. He ain't done anything since 2015. I think collectively people are saying we are okay with Vaughn being released from the team if a deal is unable um, to get made. And I can't believe we're having this conversation. And even more so, I can't believe that I'm even in the conversation that says, yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and move on. 
I'll be honest with you, when I when I posed this question, I was really expecting a lot of points to say, no, we need to keep Vaughn. Vaughn needs to stay in Denver. That's what I was expecting. I really wasn't expecting the overall resounding let him go. Of course, if you want your opinion heard on the next episode, here's your opportunity with another assignment Broncos country. What side of the ball needs the most attention with free agency right around the corner? Offensive or defensive? Share your opinions at the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at the BNW podcast, Broncos Northwest podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to shoot me an email. And of course, you can call or text in to 7314 danger. Just leave a message. My name is Danger Dean for the BNW podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out. Until next time. Bye.